found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here we are. It is a Wednesday. Of course, if you're uh, a person that may experience um, difficulty with the number 13, it's Mm. the 13th day. But it's not a Friday. No. So that's good. Matthew, good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. And here we are, ready for yet another day. Now, I I still don't get this, and the more you listen and the more you, you read about Americans quitting their jobs in droves. Yes, the great resignation. What's going on? Yes. I just don't get that. I don't know. I guess it depends on, I don't know. Depends on which side you fall on. Is it more people are realizing, I don't want to be stuck doing something I don't like to do. I'm going to quit and find something new. Is that going on? Or is it that I want I want someone else to take care of me, so I'm giving this up? See, I jump on that bandwagon, okay? <laughs> and I could just... And by someone else, I mean the government. Yeah. Don't want the government to take care of me. <laughs> it says that the... Uh, Number of folks who quit jumped to 4.3 million in August. Highest on records dating back to December of 2000 and up from 4 million in July. That's equivalent to nearly 3% of the entire workforce. Hiring also slowed in August at the the number of jobs available fell to 10.4 million, which was down from 11.1 million. As the COVID cases surged in August, nearly 900,000 people left jobs at restaurants, bars, and hotels. That's up 21% from July. Quits by retail workers rose 6%. So I guess right now it ought to be pretty easy if you want to be a bartender or I could be be a, a person who mans the desk at a hotel. I could handle that gig, I think. Okay. I'm looking for things I may be qualified for. Okay. They got to run a computer at those. Well, that those that's gigs. a little iffy. Right. So you, if you got a big like ledger book, you could, you could do that. <laughs> that's the way I envision a hotel running. Okay. <laughs> With a big like, you know, row yeah. keys behind you. Yes. Well, let's see. We'll put you, we'll put you in 183. That's the way it should be. <laughs> that faucet's kind of sticky. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, this big book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says when workers quit, it's typically seen as a good sign for the job market because they usually leave jobs when they already have other positions or a, they're confident they can find one. The large increase in August probably does reflect some of that among workers, but uh, still, we're awfully short on the labor force. If you listen to the media reports. Right. We've got ships at sea. We have a lack of truckers. We have a lack of train yard workers. I mean, it goes on and on. It's terrible. I just don't... Would you say we could be longshoremen? Yes. (laughs) We can be dock workers, longshoremen, and our peacoats and watch caps. It'd be nice just to dress the part. 
And, you know, at least we could give it a week or two and see if we liked it. Yeah. Because, you, yeah. you know, there's plenty of jobs out there. That's true. You can, you can float around, yeah. figure out what you like. We could run a hotel next. With our dusty ledgers. <laughs> and everyone signing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> I want to work in a high class one. Yeah. You know, you know. Pay for cash. Yeah. <laughs> You need that for the hour. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so I don't know, Matt. It's just uh, <laughs> I just don't feel good about the way things are. I'm very uncomfortable. I, you know, it is it is concerning. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It, it really is, and it's like. It, but at the same time, you know, you go back through history, and it's like I don't know. Part of me is like we we've, we've made it through worse. Right, we we made it through the Great Depression. How bad was that? You know, well, we weren't living. No, but we were. The country's still around. We made it through a civil war, two world wars. Well, you know, not us. <laughs> not to mention, you know, Vietnam, Korean War, the uh, Afghan, well, the, the Middle East. Yeah, we're used to things being a little easier than this. It's the Mimi generation. See, that's what uh, we ought to all be known. Mimi. Mimi. Mm. One, two. Mimi. <laughs> the Mimi generation. Me. It's all about me. What I need. Me. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I don't like this job. I'm going to try something different. I expect more. <laughs> right. Uh, this says that the White House is jumping in on this now. Warning American shoppers that they won't be able to get the key items Mm-mm. like popular kids' toys for Christmas Uh-oh. due to the ongoing supply chain issue. At almost every link in the chain, there's a shortage. There aren't enough yard workers to unpack the cargo on the ships. They'd have two more right here. Now... Uh. There are not enough drivers able to ferry them around on the ground. Oh, no. In stores, retailers don't have enough workers to unpack them once they arrive. Gosh. Because of this, many goods are made in China. And uh, we're not uh, getting them. Like toys, clothes, home appliances. Why do we get... Why do we... We used to make everything here. Everything was made here. Get me one of those good old Tonka trucks, okay? Big and heavy. Were, the, were those were those made well, here? I, I, do, you, do you know that? Were they? I made don't here? know. <laughs> I mean, let me make sure we know what we're talking about first. Like, were they made? I I I don't know. You could get a good old American stick right from a tree here. You know, you could always do something with a stick. It's in the Toy Hall of Fame. Mm. So, sticks and wood toys this year for the children. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they're talking about containers on board cargo ships off the coast waiting to turn to dock. It's ugly. And the White House is in on this now, telling you that your kids are going to be bally for Christmas. <laughs> okay. it's <laughs> So, here you go with Tonka trucks. Okay, Tonka. Tonka. Tonka trucks. Originally made... From steel at a Minnesota factory. There you go. Tonka trucks 
have been imported from oh, a, from no. Asia for the last couple of decades. No, no. But originally, yeah, made right in Minnesota, where the fellow makes these pillows. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, uh, he's making his pillows up there, so we can go back to making Tonkas. We can make the computer chips necessary. Like well, going to Tonka trucks. <laughs> Like kids are scrambling for a Tonka truck anymore. Well, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just, well, they're showing a truck in the picture in this Toy Story. And it says Tonka. I, wouldn't, I wasn't even looking at it. It does. You're right. Yeah. But I knew at one point they were made right here in the good old U.S. of A. when I was a child. So, okay. So, I interviewed Jim Baird yesterday. Okay. I, I knew you weren't listening. No. I, I tried to. You see, you should have. See you sent me a text. Do anything? But... Sent me a text. I would have been able to get that in about twenty minutes after you sent it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, but um, so, but I, but I asked him. I said, "Should we be incentivizing your your grassroots entrepreneur that wants to, you know, get a factory going and start making some of this stuff here?" And he's like, "Yeah." We absolutely should be doing that. Why aren't we? <clears throat> I don't know. I, you know, I'm seriously contemplating turning into you know, like an advisor. Okay. I don't have the desire or, you know, the energy. Or the funds, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. Right here in Logansport, you could be making computer chips for those keys. But but the other problem, the other the other part of the issue, from what he told me, is there's a lot of rare metal, like rare earth metals, that go into making these oh. things. And where we can get those in the U.S. is protected government lands, so we can't mine them. So we have to mine them from somewhere else. Do you know who else has those? I don't know, Maddie. It's a big country with a diverse land. Who, who do you think that could be? Would it be China? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Why us? Right. Oh, my god. So that's the other part of the problem. I I, I just I I'm just very uncomfortable about the whole deal. So I said I didn't realize the rareness of, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now surely can't somebody, you know, we got Tons of very smart people out there. Can't you come up with a different combination? Do you need rare metals to make these? Really? I I don't know. I'm not. That's not. That's above my pay grade. But if I had to guess, it has to do with. Why can't you use good old fashioned limestone? We got plenty of that. <laughs> that's a good question. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's we'll have to ask somebody. That. <laughs> it just seems so simple, but not. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. But uh, anyway, look at the time. It's 6.33. Oh, man. We've been old man ranting for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> On our soap boxes. That's right. We've got a look at news with Karen. A look at weather's on the way. It looks like it might be decent today. Mm. And we've got uh, more tidbits. Stick around. This is Tidbits. You know, we had a, a two-week run with the steak fella, okay? 
Now, you know, and then we had the imposter state right. fella. Right. And, um, I don't know if he's still around or not. No, I think he packed up. Okay. But, uh, you know. Because he had the inflatable steak. Yes. And the <laughs> and the special on shrimps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I th- and again, I, I said this a few times on the air. I, yeah, I think people were expecting black market prices <laughs> for pound and a half each of steak. Right. And that's just not going to be a reality. No. You know? Not at all. And... The, the problem is meat's terribly expensive. Yeah. And it says that steaks could soon become a luxury item like champagne because of the climate impact of producing it. <laughs> and, and again, this goes to the greenhouse effects of the cows. And now, this, this also says this is Europe. Okay. Well, that's in Europe, but, uh, you know, we produce meat here, too. And right now, to me, it's getting to the point already that it's champagne-like. Mm. I'm craving a good steak, but am I going to drop that? No. <laughs> I don't know. I was at a place, you know, I was at a, uh, we'll call it Pam's Club. It was okay. a Pam's Club right, in, in Pam's, Kokomo. Yeah. And they had, um, they have, you ever seen a tomahawk steak? No. You, you ever seen that? No. I can't remember. There's so many cuts, I don't. I can't remember what, what part it's from but it's got this it's got the steak okay and it's you know i know you can't see my hands i'm, I'm showing Dale okay, right now a, but it's about yay big okay, right? and i mean it's like it's okay. thick super thick it's super, super thick. thick and it's got this giant bone that, that comes out from it yeah that makes it look like a tomahawk okay it's tomahawk. See, i've never seen that yeah now when you go to a restaurant to get that yeah that's at least 60 70 80 dollars no steak, kidding at least no kidding yeah and so they had them there yeah. for like 25 bucks did you get a tomahawk steak i did not oh. but but i thought of you when i saw it i thought i bet that's Dale a would, big would, steak would I, love this tomahawk. that's more than i i would you would eat want. on that for yeah. for a few days yeah you know i don't need to be a glutton okay i, I would like a you know yeah maybe uh i think when when Lindsay and i went to the uh the, the fancy steakhouse on yeah. our i saw one on the menu and it okay. was 110 no dollars something like that yeah my goodness no, I don't believe I've ever seen one. So maybe you can bring that up on your Here, me, uh, highfalutin phone there. But uh, he adds that it uh, will be a luxury product that we eat when we want to treat ourselves. And it's pretty much been like that already for me. Right. Even before the prices are where they are. That's Tomahawk. My goodness, I have seen that. Yeah. But uh, I didn't realize that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a lamb... Nope, that's tomahawk. leg or something. I don't. That's uh, that's a lot of meat. Yeah. The uh, comment comes as meat companies are coming under pressure to curb greenhouse gases, with fifty-seven percent of all food industry emissions coming from making animal products. Now, again, this is coming from Europe. All right, so Europe deals with things far differently than we do. I just. I don't know. And I know we have European listeners, so good yeah, morning well, yeah. to those of you in Germany. <laughs> I just I just want it reasonably priced. I mean, we're talking, it went from a special that we'll call um, <laughs> Floor Mart, okay? <laughs> right. Of 11-something a pound to back up to 18. 
And, you know, 11's pretty high, but 18's drastic, and it's higher than that, you know, and that's for, you know, I think a ribeye. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So, yeah, this is all coming from... Uh, beef is not going to be super uh, Danish crown chief oh. executive. Yeah. Um, uh, Danish crown <laughs> is one of Europe's largest pork producers. Oh. Although it is a player in the beef market. Blah, blah, blah. Tackling methane emissions from livestock is one of the most critical climate challenges for producers. So cows are out there farting. <laughs> and they have been for years. For years. But I just don't, and again, I'm all for better environment. I, I, I truly right. am. Yeah. But, you know, at what cost? A group of three nonprofit organizations in Denmark are suing oh. Danish Crown for allegedly misrepresenting its climate footprint and marketing campaign that says pork production is more climate friendly than you think. <laughs> Danish Crown said it isn't misleading consumers. So that's what all this is stemming okay. from. <laughs> and that's their opinion. It's not as damaging as you think. <laughs> We're not going to tell you. It's not what you think. <laughs> yeah. And finally this, Matthew. Finally. Were you almost done? Well, look at the time. Goodness gracious. 647. All right. I don't know what you do, but uh, experts are warning you should always wash new underwear before you wear it. <laughs> now, to me, it's always been out of the package. There's the cardboard that, you know, makes it pretty. <laughs> and you just flop it on. You just slap her on. You know. Yep. Researchers surveyed over 1,000 people. They found 31% admitted they never washed their new underwear before putting it on. Now, if it's still in the package, why would I? To me, that's uh, dramatically sealed. It's been handled by machines. <laughs> but experts say not washing your new undies can lead to skin irritation caused by dyes or fungal infections in the genital area. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know how long it's been since I've even bought another pair of underwear. Oh, jeez. I'm... Uh, you know, they're getting tattered, okay? But uh, <laughs> they're getting tattered. And uh, not washing a new bra. Oh. That could uh, lead to mastid, mast, mast, mastitis. Yeah, mastitis, which is an inflammation of the breast tissue that sometimes involves an infection. Jeez. So wash your products, wash them. But um, I think it's happened before where I was wanting to just like slap them on, like you said. Yeah. My wife is like, no, we're going to wash them. <laughs> hey, we're still using our uh, <laughs> our fluffies in the shower for months. Yeah. Okay. I'm supposed to change those. What do we, what do we learn? Every 30 days Every or less. Six weeks, wasn't yeah, it? Something. Yeah, something. Had mine like for a year at a time. What are you talking about? <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> we get the most out of our products. That's right. So there you go. So last night, yes, um, we had our first first practice oh, as, a, as a band. To, how yeah, about, uh, how'd yeah. that go? It went great. Did you present your songs that you want to play? Were you supposed to pick two? No, no. We 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 oh. settled on five, <laughs> okay. and we we ran through three last night. 
Now you're playing bass. I'm playing it? bass. Okay. Yeah. So I got my my new. Uh, I bought a new bass, and uh, it came. It was on my doorstep. We were we were practicing at seven, and I pulled it out of the box at six thirty. Brand spanking new. Got it tuned up. Took it with How me. How about that? I love it. So you do. Oh my gosh, oh. it's fantastic. So what three songs were you guys? Uh... Um, this White House Road song, which is uh, I. Some country okay. thing. Okay, I'm not sure. It's, okay. three, it's like four chords, three okay. chords. Right. It's really easy. Um, we did that. We um, muddled through <laughs> "American Girl" okay. and Tom Petty, which okay. um, yeah. which was it proved to be a little bit more difficult than we thought. Because you know, you, you think you know a song until you try yeah. to play it, and you're yeah. like, "Wait, does it go like this? What about that? Is that when do I sing?" Like it's. You know. Okay. Yeah. So you had some issues. Right. With that. And then we uh, muddled through, uh, give me three steps. Okay. Yeah. So right now, <laughs> you're focusing on those tunes mm-hmm. and eventually hope to have how many for your, your tune? Um, <laughs> we're, we're hoping to have 20 to 25. Okay. That we can, we can do. All right. So. Is one of them... Uh, who, who do you always bring up? 38 Special? 38 Special? I, I hope. I hope we play some 38 Special. Okay. That'd, be, right. that'd be great. So good luck. First three songs. How long did you guys practice? Like two and a half hours last <laughs> night. Were, were there any conflicts? Any band issues? No. Are you noticing any, you know? No, right now we're all, okay, it's all, all hunky. Right. It's all hunky to worry. I mean. And we'll... We'll have to monitor that because we may have some issues later. <laughs> Maybe some drama. <laughs> so, congratulations. But right now, okay. So right now, uh, our lead singer says if we can get like ten songs, okay. I can I can book us a, you know, I can book us a gig. So now, now what kind of gig would that be? It'd have to be short. Yeah, yeah. Or or is it a variety like back in the fifties when you had all the bands that would show up for these places and they'd play a song or two and then you'd be yeah yeah and then the next guy came up no it <laughs> a cavalcade a cavalcade yeah. of yes there you go <laughs> a cavalcade of Cass County stars okay there you go we'd be real small on on the list down there um. No, it would. It's. I guess it's one of those things where he's like, I know a guy that owns a thing, and I could get us. I could get us. You know. Do you have enough gear? Right now, I think we could get by. Okay, all right. Because you, you know, you got to have you know the you gear have stuff. You know. All right. Well, good luck. Keep us updated. Yeah. On the band. It was fun. What's was the name time. of it again? Halfway here. I think. That's not sure. <laughs> He's just a bass player. <laughs> I'm just the bass player. I don't know nothing. I'm just. All right. So keep us updated. And that'll do it for Tidbits. That's right. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. See All you, right. buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening and we ask that you consider subscribing. Leave a comment. Leave a like. And thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits. Tidbits.